Today with Catherine Ruinala. You know, I had a dream and I shared this uh, on Friday night. And in the dream, I um, was in this area and I, I knew that someone was coming to set off poisonous gas and I, 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 that I was going to kill people. And so I, I looked around, where can I hide? Where can I get away from this gas? And I turned around behind me and there was a door and I, I moved the handle and to my surprise, the door opened and it was a storeroom. And I turned around in the dream and I called to Lana Vorsa and I said, Lana, come, let's go, come in here, quick, quick, quick. And we ran into the storeroom, closed the door and locked the door and we were safe from the poisonous gas. Now, the Holy Spirit can speak through dreams. And I asked the Lord, what is this dream about? And I felt the Lord say that there has been an attempt by the enemy worldwide to cause people to give up, to despair. It's been like a Jezebel attack that's caused many people to run and hide like Elijah and just say, oh, I just want to die. I want to give up. It's all too hard. That's poisonous gas. But it could look like anything. It could look like lies. It could look like temptation. But the answer in the dream was in the storeroom. And as I asked the Holy Spirit, are you speaking? What are you saying about this? The storeroom, I believe, represents, for me, represents that place, the name of the Lord, which is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into Him and they are saved. And in Him is every treasure, everything pertaining to life and godliness. And there is a storehouse of precious promises that as we, as we store them up, they are available for us to fight the good fight of faith, which is why we're doing these memory verses. Hallelujah. This week, we have Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Such a powerful verse. It's a fourfold atonement, the atonement of Jesus. Let's have a look at it, though, in context. We're going to start um, Isaiah 53, and we'll start at verse 3 if you have your Bibles. It's prophesying of Jesus. It says here, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And then it goes on and says, But... He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. I want to have a little look at this to help you this week as you tuck it into your belt, as you memorize this, understanding what this verse is about because it has such power in it when you begin to understand now, Jesus himself was smitten. He was bruised. He was beaten. He was physically destroyed. He was crucified to death. He died. He was buried and he rose again. Hallelujah. 
But he was despised, he was rejected, he was misunderstood, he was betrayed by those very close to him, he was wounded, he was sad, he was desperately grieved. And the Bible says that he carried all of that. He was grieved, he was wounded, he was despised, he was rejected so that you could receive healing for every one of those things. Hallelujah. Have you ever felt rejected? Have you ever felt despised, slandered, misunderstood? I have. But you know, the thing is, we don't have to nurse those wounds. We don't have to carry them. He tells us, surely he has carried our sorrows. He's borne them. He's borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. And I think about that verse regularly, every night actually. And when I take communion personally at home, I, I take the bread and I, I actually load it up. I, I remind myself, surely you carried my sorrows. So surely you bore my griefs and my sorrows. So Father, I'm going to unpack everything in my heart and my head that is weighing on me, that's an anxiety. You said in Philippians 4 that I was to be anxious about nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make my request known to God and the peace of God had guard my heart. So Father, I'm bringing it all to you and I unpack it one by one. Okay, God, I've been worried about this. I, I ask you for help. Thank you, Father. This is what your word says. You are my provider. You will provide all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Thank you, Lord. You're taking care of that. I roll that over onto you now and I put it on your body because surely you bore it for me. And for me, just visualizing it actually being put on his body and no longer me carrying it is a really good exercise. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord, for he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Cast your cares. That's actually a really strong word. It's, it's don't let them sit on you for moments. Just cast it. There it is. I'm not going to carry this. I'm going to cast my care onto you, Father. I'm going to give it over to you. And Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who would like rest for their souls? Well, he tells us, hey, I want you to come to me. If you're heavy laden, if you're weary, don't just think, well, I've got to try and keep going. Acknowledge your weakness, for in my weakness you are strong, Lord. Now, I never want to be like the Laodicean church that said, I'm rich and full and have need of nothing. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm right. I'm good. I've got everything. It's finished. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Finished work of Christ. Yes, Jesus, I got it all. Hooray but not actually be real in my heart with the Lord and recognize, hey, I know that to be true, but God, I want to open my heart to you and say, Lord, at the same time, I am utterly dependent on your Holy Spirit. I need you. I need you. Every hour, I need you. 
I want, I want truth to ring in every part of my thinking, my soul, my body. God, I want you, God, to help me. And I pray myself, Lord, give me myself. I want to see. Help me recognize those things, those areas where I, I haven't been walking in your ways. Teach me your ways. Show me your paths. Hallelujah. For his burden is easy and his yoke is light. I want to take it and just have a little look at this verse. It says, he was wounded for our transgressions. If you look up that word in the Hebrew, transgressions, it means our rebellion, our revolt, our sin. He was wounded. It wasn't just a little wounding. He was marred beyond all ability to be even recognized. He was punished. He was wounded for our sin. He was bruised, which is to be crushed or broken, destroyed is another word for that. His body was destroyed for our iniquities. And iniquities is a different word in the Hebrew to transgressions. Iniquities actually means perversity or crookedness. He came to make the crooked places straight. Hallelujah. You've ever heard Handel's Messiah. He quotes that verse. Every valley shall be exalted. Every crooked place he came to make straight. Everything that was crooked about us, everything we didn't like about ourselves, everything you don't like about yourself has actually been taken on the body of Christ. And there is an opportunity for freedom where you can actually become a new creation, where you can be made new, where you can receive healing for those crooked things in your life. Hallelujah. He was chastised for our peace. If we look at chastisement, it's punishment. He was punished so that we could have peace. And that word peace is actually shalom. In the Hebrew, people use that word all the time. But, you know, shalom, peace is safety, health, prosperity, wholeness, and peace. Hallelujah. He was punished so we could have peace. This is something we could quote, we could talk about. But what does it look like to actually live in peace, to actually have peace? Peace is to be reconciled to God. And it's to, to be in a place where you are not afraid. You haven't got any fear. You haven't got any anxiety. Where you actually just in this place of rest that Jesus was talking about. Where, oh, hooray, I'm safe, I'm forgiven, I'm clean, I'm holy. But you know, this place of real peace is not just a head knowledge. You can know about it. You can know and you can quote the verses. You can say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But if you're living in habitual sin and quoting that verse, you're not going to have peace. You're very quiet. I find for myself, if I'm finding myself not living in a place of peace, 
And I, I like to do this every day. I, I, I like a everyday checkup with the Lord. And I talk to the Lord. I talk to him as my friend. He is my counsellor. And I need counselling. Now, I have friends and I have counsellors who I also talk to. Praise the Lord. But the Holy Spirit is the one who gives me everyday counsel. He's the one who every day ministers to my soul. Every day the Lord has ready his angels to minister to you like he ministered to Elijah when he was in the cave. I mean, that was full on. He had angels there ministering to Elijah, feeding him with hot bread. And the Lord says that he wants every day to give you daily bread. He has a gift for you personally every day, a spoken word from his heart personally to you. He has, the Bible says that he makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul. I need my soul restored because, I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff that goes on. And I, I feel it all. Like people, people ask and they write prayer requests. They even write it on, on the comments on as they're watching the television or, um, and they write in, we get pages and pages of prayer requests. And I take it really seriously. I can't say I'll pray about something and then not pray about it because then my guilty conscience will go off like an alarm. And, and, and so I'm, and I'm feeling and I'm carrying the weight of all these prayer requests and these people. And if I'm not careful, I can feel sometimes overwhelmed looking after all the people and wanting to pray for them and wanting to see them do well, wanting to see their families do well, wanting to see them do well in their bodies, wanting to see them healed, wanting to see them happy, their relationships restored. You know, it's a good thing to have compassion and to care. But without the Holy Spirit's help, you can get compassion fatigue and overwhelmed. Like, oh, <laughs> it's too much. Like Paul said, all oh, the burden of all the churches. You know, it, it, it's a burden. But God says, cast your cares on me. And so I, I pray about it. I talk to him about all the things. I pray for our people. I pray for our church. I pray for our partners. I pray for our leaders. And I, I pray for the people and the prayer requests. And as I do, ah, the peace of God comes. Hallelujah. But the same goes with anything that's weighing on your conscience. You know, I know that we can, have, we can have good teaching and good theology, but if we're not actually applying what we know, it's doing us no real good. And so I come before the Lord and I begin to talk to Him. And I say, Holy Spirit, help me. Lord, if I've got attitudes or I'm doing things that I'm not even aware of that are unpleasing to you, I'm asking that you'd help me to grow up, that you'd help me to see it, that you'd give me myself to see. I want, Lord God, to know your ways. I want to recognize any way in me that isn't pleasing to you. Now, you can get cranky with me and say, you're, you've got everything, you're righteous. But you know, if my lifestyle isn't lining up with the truth, then my alarm bells are going to go off because for some reason, things are out of sync and they don't have to be. You see, this is the beauty of repentance. When you come to the Lord and you say, oh, Lord, I shouldn't have had that attitude or I shouldn't have said that. Or, I shouldn't have done that. I'm really sorry. When you repent and then you believe, <laughs> thank you, God, that you forgive me. <gasps> Freedom. <laughs> 
there's peace. But if you just try to apply truth while you haven't actually turned away from the sin, for me, I need to actually acknowledge and recognize what it was. Otherwise, it just sort of hangs around there like a bad smell somewhere in the back of my conscience. But if I can identify it, this is why I'm feeling bad. Okay, I see it. I shouldn't have got upset about that, Lord. I sh- well, I shouldn't, have got, I shouldn't have held on to unforgiveness there. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. I forgive that person, Lord. I bless them. I release them to you. Thank you, God. Hooray. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. What else, what else, Lord? Open my eyes. Help me recognize. Lord, is there anything, is there any attitudes, is there, is there behavioral patterns? God, I, I want you to help me. I want to see. And as you do that, instead of coming into condemnation, you enter into this place of really glorious peace because you've laid it all out before the Lord. And instead of it sort of smoldering away there in the, in the background, it's all, everything's clear. It's all in the light. And yes, God, hooray. You know, if, you, if you're um, living in a way that you know is not right, if you're got a boyfriend or girlfriend and you, you know you're giving your boyfriend husband privileges and you're trying to live in perfect peace and in right standing with God you can't do it until you repent because you know what's right and if you don't repent You know, God hasn't changed. He's there. He's forgiven you. He loves you. But if you don't turn from the sin, your God-given conscience, the Spirit of God in you is going to be jumping up and down and going, something's wrong, something's wrong. You're doing something that's poisoning your heart. And it's not about religious laws or it's about freedom. It's about genuine peace, perfect peace, perfect peace. And, you know, it's not about earning the, the righteousness. Oh, we don't, we so don't want to get on a treadmill of it, always trying to do well enough to become free. It's actually about faith. And faith in God says that as I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. My God is my Redeemer. The Lord was wounded for my transgressions. He's already forgiven everything I've ever done. He forgave me before I ever did it. But Lord, here I'm coming right now for my conscience sake to exchange that smelly sin for your freedom and your peace. Thank you, Daddy. Call me old-fashioned, but I believe in repentance. And I tell you, I know no other way to walk in supernatural peace. He was punished so I could have peace. So I don't have to keep punishing myself on the inside and, and fussing and trying to figure out, why don't I feel good? Why do I start? Just lay it all out before him. He's so patient. He won't be shocked. He won't be horrified. He won't go, oh, I can't, no, I just, I can't talk to you for a few weeks now. He's there say, I already forgave you before you ever did it. Yeah, come here. I love you. Yeah. Repentance is for your heart. 
It's for your mind. It's for your health. Hallelujah. Because to carry an alarm going off means you don't sleep properly. You don't live in peace. I don't know about you, but I, I like, I like, it's got to be absolutely quiet when I sleep. I can hear everything. Joseph comes in late at night. I'm awake. <laughs> I can hear it all. Mothers, and you know what I'm talking about. Like someone's awake, someone's up, something's happening. Hallelujah. It's like we've got extra hearing, particularly at night. Hallelujah. If we don't actually live this out, live this life of freedom and peace, it'll be like noise going on all the time in the background, wearing you out. God wants you to have wholeness in every area of your life. Genuine freedom, genuine peace, genuine joy. Hallelujah. And we can have that if we will repent and believe. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And by his stripes, we are healed. To, he to be healed, it says here in the Hebrew, is to, to mend, to cure, to heal, to repair, to thoroughly make whole. You know, I really believe that as we learn what it looks like, to talk to God personally, just talk to him. I, I, I have myself my own little habits. I, I, I like to read and pray and talk to the Lord in the morning and during the day. But at the end of the night, doesn't matter what time it is, I open up my journal, very last thing before I go to sleep. And I've disciplined myself to write down five things that I'm thankful for. And just in getting that one little habit in place, then I add to all the other little things come in and I talk to the Lord and I pray and I read a scripture, I write down something that he's said to me. And, uh, and I, I've got a goal that I, I want journals that I'm going to enjoy reading next year. Hallelujah. But putting things in place where you are, I'm taking, I'm putting in a habit every day that is going to cause me to stop and talk to the Lord and thank him for his goodness will bring you into a place where you are disciplining yourself to start to grow in your daily walk with the Lord. You know, every day, if you would just set a time, we can do it. We set time to have a shower, clean our teeth, eat a meal. You can make time, even if it's just five, ten minutes morning and evening to stop and just go, okay, Lord, where are we? How are we? What am I? Is there anything, Lord, that's robbing me of peace right now? Holy Spirit, help me. Anything that comes to mind, bring it to him. If it's a habitual thing, make some changes and go, okay, Lord, I don't want that in my life. I don't want it in my life. It's not pleasing to you. Forgive me, Father. So I'm going to make some changes to see that outlawed from my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Or I'm going to talk to somebody else. Confess your sin one to another that you may be healed. Whatever you need to do to get it from stealing and killing and destroying and robbing you, get it out of your life. Get it out. Cast it out. Hallelujah. And then cast your care on him and let his perfect peace come and fill 
and flood your soul. Amen. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we're made whole. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing a glory, a level of glory, where he is very quickly helping us get ready for more signs, wonders, miracles, glory. He is doing this. This is something he is doing in in individual hearts. I can feel it. Personal revival going on. Who else is feeling this? Oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit starting to personally just, I'm going deeper in repentance than I've ever been. And it's not, it's not a works thing. It's nothing. It's just like, oh, this is great. God, I love it. I love it. God, I want my life to be so fully given over to you that everything I do and say, my words, my thoughts, everyone that comes in contact with me, Lord, experiences the fullness of your power, the glory of your presence, the joy of your love, Lord God.